Do you want uniqueness for yourself but hesitate to grant it to your team? Listen as Dan talks about how essential it is to have unique ability teamwork. Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to Inside Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. Dan, I'm excited because we've just finished recording one of our last latest books, and in it you said something really interesting in our conversation, and that was that if you want uniqueness, you have to grant it to Mm -hmm. others. And I thought that would be a really interesting conversation. So what does that mean, that if I want uniqueness, if I want to experience my own, that I have to be willing to grant that to others? Well, first of all, this is my eighth decade because I was born in the 1940s, and there's been a real shift in what gets rewarded. You know, if you look in almost every sector of society, but entertainment has become a really big deal. Technology, entrepreneurship have become much more prominent in 21st century than they were in the late 40s, early 50s. And I think that the big thing is that you, to a certain extent, because we're still living in an industrial economy and an industrial society, that the basic organizing structure back then was kind of like a factory. You know, even if it wasn't a factory, the office buildings that supported factories, government buildings, everything was kind of factory-like, including the school system. The school system basically prepared people for life in factory-like occupations afterwards. And the big emphasis was on conformity, you know, and being able to standardize your behavior and your performance kind of to resemble the environments in which you expected to spend the rest of your life. We've talked about this before, but the introduction of the microchip into society in the early 1970s has essentially flipped society on its head that basically the machinery now does the standardization and conformity. So you have technology which guarantees, you know, that predictable performance and predictable results happen, and individuals are freed up (laughs) either from working altogether, which we call unemployment, or they're freed up to actually just focus on where they're different rather than where they are the same as other people's. So the big rewards as we go forward are really in terms of not being a conformist Mm -hmm. and actually being unique, what I call unique. And there's what I would call seeming to be unique. You know, in other words, you know, you're capitalizing on odd behavior or odd presentation. And, you know, there's a market for everything. But the one that I always have focused on right from the beginning was ideas, that you're coming up with ideas that are unique ideas, and by unique, I mean as uniquely useful Mm. ideas, and that's my gold standard for my own creation of new ideas and new concepts, is this uniquely useful in a a way that nothing has been like this. And so I have a propensity towards coming up with new ideas, and I have ever since I was a child, and I like the ideas that I create to be experienced as uniquely useful, not just once or twice, but just timelessly uniquely valuable. And what I found as you develop a career and you develop a lifetime which is based on coming up with things that are uniquely useful 
is in order for you to be given the freedom to do that or to constantly expand your freedom, you've got to grant the same quality of uniqueness to other people. So I've really gotten to the point now where, you know, what might have really, really irritated me about someone else's behavior maybe 10 years ago, and now it doesn't, it has to fact that when I was irritated by someone's behavior is because it wasn't conforming to my behavior, and it was kind of an industrial age thinking. It was like, you know, I want to be considered unique, but I want other people to be the same. And I says, you know, that's not fair. That's not really fair. So that's really where the idea is that so anyone I sit down with, the fact that they're really different from me, they think differently from me, they act differently from me. And I say, well, that's what I'm trying to do. So I have to grant freedom to them to be who they are if I want to fully develop who I actually am. It really relates into our unique ability concept in Strategic Coach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed about you, and I was telling you this earlier, is that there are a couple things that are unique about you as well. And that is that you are very attuned to what is unique about someone, I think, because you've worked hard on it for yourself. So then you recognize that. And you also give enormous freedom to the people around you mm-hmm. to do things uniquely. And it's been, I was going to say the word unique again, but it's been very singular in my experience to have that much freedom in terms of saying things the way I say them, doing them the way that I do them. You mm-hmm. just give acres and acres of room to people in which they have the big playground to show up as their mm-hmm. unique contribution. Now you have standards, so there's no question mm-hmm. about that, but you create that experience for other people too. I'll just pick a point where I do that that really surprises people when they find out about it. And they say, you know, for how long do you personally have to coach the associate coaches before you feel okay, (laughs) you know, for them to actually coach concepts which you've essentially created? And I said, well, I will tell you this. Our first coach, Russell Schmidt started being an associate coach. In other words, another coach and strategic coach who coaches, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurs was January of 1995. So we're just about 25 years. And I've never seen Russell coach. You know, he's been coaching every year for 25 years in a lot of different places, hundreds and hundreds of workshops. And I said, I've never seen him coach. And not only that, we have 16 other coaches, and I've never seen them coach. I've never heard a recording of a workshop that they coach. I've never seen a video of them coaching. I've just never seen them coach. And they said, well, how do you know they're doing a good job? And I says, well, we have renewals. You know, first of all, we have sign-ups. Do people actually want to sign up in the first place to start their strategic coach journey with this coach? And, you know, we put out their information and everything like that. And then at the end of each year, there's a renewal. And having done one year, do people come back for the next year? And if the renewal rates are good, that means they're coaching really well. And they said, yeah, but you have a particular way of saying things and you conduct a workshop in a certain way. And I said, that is true. I do have a particular way of doing it, and I don't want them to do it that way. I want them to do it in the way that's unique to them. Mm -hmm. So every one of our coach, we share common concepts and common tools, 
And we have teams who actually do train the coaches and actually consult with the coaches on a continual basis, workshop to workshop, one level of the program to another. And they're the quality control as far as, you know, are they really delivering the message and the essential important points for each of the concepts, but they're there and that's their job. And the one who is one of the main people in the training of the coaches has to be in every one of my workshops to see the new materials that I'm actually creating. But I just stay away. First of all, in coaching, I use my own stories. I always use my own material to tell my entrepreneurs who are actually in my workshops. I always say, I'm not going to ask you to use any concept where I haven't shown you how I'm using that concept in my own life. So I'm going to give you samples of everything related to this tool, and all the samples are mine. I actually use the coaches, and I wouldn't use anything for me where I hadn't shown how I'm actually doing it. So I have to practice first what I'm going to preach. And then if I've done a good job, then maybe you'll be interested in using this concept too. But the other coaches cannot use my samples. They have to come up with their own samples mm -hmm. to actually coach the program. And they're all entrepreneurs. You can't be a strategic coach coach unless you've been a longtime entrepreneur and you have to have a significant number of years in the strategic coach program. But style-wise, you know, how you present and everything like that, I don't want any copying whatsoever. I want each of the coaches to have completely their own natural, unique style. And people say, yeah, but boy, that takes a lot of trust. And I said, well, you know, trust is an interesting concept. First of all, it's incredibly economical to trust. Because if you didn't trust, you wouldn't get any sleep, you wouldn't get any free time because you'd always be worried what someone else is doing. So I've just decided just to trust completely. And if somehow the trust is not validated, others will know it far sooner than I. My teams will know that mm -hmm. the person is not doing a good job and they have ways of helping the person transform themselves and telling them so. It's just very, very economical, and it was funny because I have a team of managers. All my life is projects, so I have video projects, and I have podcast projects, and I have marketing projects, and we were at a Christmas dinner, and I wrote each of them a card, and you know there was a present that went with the card. But in all four of the ones that we were celebrating that night, the four other individuals in their card was saying, the greatest comment that I can give you is I never think about you. <laughs> and they all got it. And they said, that's a fantastic compliment. And I feel very, very good. And I said, yeah, because I trust that you have great abilities. I keep you informed of what I'm trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And so I really treasure the collaboration I have with you, but the collaboration is that I trust in your unique abilities so much that I want to make sure that you're not conforming, mm -hmm. you know, that you're not wasting any time wondering what Dan thinks about this or you're worried about Dan. Go out there, you know, you'll make mistakes, you'll do things that you say, oh, I could have done that better, but I'd like that to be your own learning, not coming from me. It's really powerful, Dan. Is your experience that you get really great things from those people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, 
first of all, they're not living up to my expectations other than we're in agreement on what the measurable results will be from your work, from the videos, from the podcasts, from mm. filled up workshops, filled up 10 times workshops, filled up free zone frontier workshops. So we're completely in agreement at the beginning because we use coach tools that say, you know, we're going to do this new project. This is why we're doing it. This is what it looks like when it's finished. And when it's finished, this is true. This is true. This is true. These are all measurable results. So we have complete agreement up front on the intent, the purpose of the projects. And it's all projects, you know, in some cases, it may be 30 projects in a year, you know, and they're weeks in duration or quarter, never more than a quarter in duration. I don't really set goals that are measurable goals more than 90 days because yeah. it's part of our structure that every 90 days you can complete five really important things, minor all projects, and every one of my projects has a manager who actually manages the project. So we're in agreement up front, and we're in agreement when it's finished, it looks like this. And I said, what happens in between is up to your unique ability. I, I don't need to know what's happening in the middle as long as we're on track and we're going to achieve those results. And it really simplifies my life. And then I can just focus on developing my capabilities, you know, because I'm feeding the process here with new concepts and new tools. I produce a brand new book every quarter. I have 10 podcast series. I produce, you know, roughly probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about 40 podcasts a quarter. And then I have videos. I probably do somewhere in the neighborhood five to seven new video products and then two brand new workshops every quarter. So, you know, I've got a full plate and I just want to have my best abilities fully engaged and fully utilized in producing my part of what's a huge team effort to keep strategic coach jumping to a higher and higher level. That might be the best definition of unique ability teamwork <laughs> we've done yet, which is really cool. So, Dan, one of my last questions I was going to ask you is, you know, how this happens, but you've really kind of addressed that. So mm -hmm. you get aligned on the results, and that was the tool you were talking about was the impact filter, mm -hmm. which we have in our book, mm -hmm. The Extraordinary Impact Filter. And getting really aligned on the purpose, the importance, the ideal outcome, the best and worst result if you take action or mm -hmm. if you don't take action, and then the success criteria means that everyone is literally on the same page. And the other thing you didn't mention, but I think would probably apply, is that you both want to be a hero to the same person, the same audience. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, well, we all want to be a hero to the entrepreneurs who sign up for our program, you know, and we want to have as much as we can our full attention. And they're changing, you know, I mean, our entrepreneurs are unusually connected to the changing marketplace because they've decided to take the full responsibility for being successful directly connected to the marketplace, not having an employer between them and mm -hmm. their income. So since they are fully committed and fully responsible in what they're doing out in the marketplace, we want to be fully engaged that we're setting forth our best attention and our best talent it's a team thing. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of moving parts to put on a single workshop, you know, in Strategic mm -hmm. Coach. I mean, the backstage to what we do here is, you know, has 10 times more moving parts than the front stage does. It's like a Broadway play, you know, the actual 
script and what the actors know is one inch thick, but the backstage that the <laughs> stage manager and everybody who's running, you know, the lights, the sound and all the moving parts, that, that's four inches thick, you know. The, mm -hmm. And it's the same thing in our company. It's the same thing in every other entrepreneur's company. Mm -hmm. and, and your front stage consistently over a long period of time can only be as good as your backstage. So I want everybody to be fully engaged with what they uniquely contribute. And we go through the same process of identifying unique ability with our backstage team. And we put the same emphasis on unique ability teamwork with our own team. And unique ability teamwork is such that the person keeps self-growing. They mm -hmm. just keep growing and growing and growing. And when something doesn't work, so, you know, if there's a mistake, there's a failure, then we say, okay, well, let's take a look at that. And, you know, what did work about it? Because even in, you know, something that really disappoints you, there's still a lot of things that worked and you want to give yourself credit for that. And then you say, okay, so what didn't work? And by the time they have what did work and what didn't work, they say, so if you were going to improve this, for the next time you're in that situation, how do you approach it differently? What do you have to change in your thinking about this? What has to be put in place? So what the negative thing that happened this time doesn't happen that way. So I want them to have the full benefit of their negative experiences and their positive experiences. But it's their experience and every time they transform something, their unique ability, their uniqueness. So I'm not going to get in the way of them improving their uniqueness. And we're going to talk about that on our next podcast, which will be really fun. So we've talked about getting aligned on results, being hero to the same people, which we're all really clear on who that is. And then that constant development of unique ability. And there's a real my experience is a real multiplier. So instead of just having conformity, which is really only one person's level of understanding, but when you free people up to do what they're unique at, you actually have a much more 360 degree understanding of a situation. You're like you and I both probably have very little idea about how to run the backstage, <laughs> thank goodness. But it's amazing just what comes out of that and the entire result is that much bigger. I love this, Dan, because you really laid out so much of what's really mm -hmm. important. And I have to tell you, it's creative and productive and fun working environment that I've ever been a part of and I know our other team members have been a part of. So if this inspires you as you're listening to this, there's some work to do for yourself to not expect other people to conform, mm -hmm. but then also frees up you and other people to show up their very best. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you.